Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. This is episode four, where today we're going to be focusing on calisthenics. Do you want to start real quick? All right. So... I think that one of the main advantages so that we can just get this ticked off of calisthenics is kind of there's almost a lower threshold of like entry for calisthenics compared to most other workout philosophies out there. Like for CrossFit, from personal experience, if you want to get into a CrossFit gym, that's going to be 90 to 130 bucks per month that you have to like shell out. And for me, I have no problem paying that. I think that's totally worth it. But that's still a decent amount of money, especially if you're worrying about a paycheck and making ends meet on that end. Um, and then like weightlifting, you still have to get into a gym, which yeah. I think nowadays planet fitness is pretty planet cheap. Fitness is 10 bucks a month. And like your gold's gym is going to be 30, 40. Yeah. Like your base, like only if you live in like, you're using some like brand new age okay. gym. Is it going to be upwards of the same cost as a CrossFit gym? Wow. But also you're not getting these, then when you're talking about maybe getting a personal trainer, that's yeah. when that's when your price really jacks up and stuff like that. But yeah, calisthenics really does like it's a great philosophy because it's to an extent once you delve into the calisthenics community, it's more than just not using equipment. Yeah, because obviously they do use some equipment. They're like they'll say get resistance bands to make certain exercises easier and whatnot, like uh, like pull ups mm-hmm. and. If you, uh, the great part is that en- the entry component where you're always scaling yeah. your exercises, which is really, it's really important, but it's also really, really motivating. When you go from not being able to do a push up to being able to do five sets of 10 in a normal workout, and then you're also doing like maybe some other type of higher level variation, like a, like a decline push up, pike push up, or a clapping push up. Yeah, clapping push up, you know. Or um, a handstand push up or something like 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 you're getting into these higher level push ups, and that that is really motivating because a lot of times you're going to see that growth a lot quicker than you would think you would if you're used to standard like weightlifting style. Yeah. And also, there's kind of this heavy skill component as well in certain um, workouts, especially in calisthenics. And so, for some people, they'll see an extreme. Um, progression and they'll seem a lot of improvements and that's because it's very easy for you to teach yourself a new skill as opposed Mm -hmm. to like teaching your body how to build more muscle yep and so that's both kind of a benefit and a detraction because for some people they'll see that huge increase in being able to do like reps because they've just gotten more efficient in the movement Mm -hmm. and then they'll start to see a more slow increase in um, number of reps because then you're worrying about strength and so for some people, that's very good because at entry, they're seeing this huge gain. Mm-hmm. But then about a month or two in, they're going to not see as much. And so for some people, that can actually discourage them from continuing. Yeah, in the long term. But the thing about it is with um, calisthenics, the way that you kind of overcome that is there's always a new movement mm-hmm. you can do. There's always some new variation that's harder of that, and you're still going to have to learn a little bit different technique for like the difference between a pull-up and a muscle-up exceptional there's a lot more 
skill involved in a muscle up mm-hmm. where you're talking about shoulder rotation and hand grip strength and and being able to you're basically doing a dip once you get on top of the bar to push yourself up and that's it's important because there's a lot of more factors that go into that but that's also a lot of different points where you can say okay i can do this part okay i can get up to 90 okay i can rotate i can you know i can do the push-up because i can do dips blah 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 all this stuff and so there's a lot of like Oh, new skill, new skill, new skill, new skill mm-hmm. type thing for uh, these more complex movements. Do they kip their pull-ups? Do we know? Um, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 oh. no. Kipping is really only done in gymnastics. And CrossFit. And CrossFit. Um, <laughs> we do pull-ups the right way. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, it's the functional way. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the way to, again, the thing about calisthenics is that I, okay, they probably do do kips now that I think about it. Yeah. There's there's kind of like a lot more of like a control and focus on controlling your body, mm-hmm. which um, so I went on Google, just got the basic definition I'm going to read right now for calisthenics, just so we kind of got a, a little bit more of like a, a grounding for those of you that aren't kind of grasping what we got. Um, it says gymnastics exercises to achieve bodily fitness and grace of movement. So a lot of times what I've noticed is these big uh, calisthenic purporters or influencers and whatnot on you know, YouTube and social media, their big thing is slow and controlled. Mm-hmm. Focus on being able to be strong at every point during the movement. And what you're going to do is there's a lot more isometrics where you're doing holds and whatnot to balance muscle. And um, it's... Uh, on top of that, as far as like, there's going to be a lot of doing things for depth or for stretch as well to grow your ligaments, tendons, and make sure that you have good joint health. Because one thing that that tends to be an issue in the weightlifting community, which this in some way is a reaction to, to say, look, like we can't just be skipping stretching, can't be skipping doing things for health as opposed to just trying to build muscle. Yeah. And then... Also, something that I feel like calisthenics has done a lot over the years is kind of create this programming where everything is prescribed specifically for like certain muscle groups. And so especially with modern science, like we are really good at identifying what different things are. Being activated. And so it's kind of like the CrossFit, a whole like, do we kip our pull-ups? Well, sometimes we do and sometimes we do strict. It depends on what the focus of the workout is. And so for calisthenics, it's you know, you're doing push-ups for your chest, but then if you want explosivity, you know, then you're doing those clapping push-ups. But if you're going for strength in a different factor, then you're going to change that push-up up so that mm-hmm. instead of doing regular push-ups, you're not doing um, clapping. Instead, you're doing like an elevator or an incline. Or mm-hmm. um, Sometimes I've seen people do push-ups where their hands are offset or closer together. And all this is going yeah. to change the muscle group that you're using and isolate certain muscles so that you're making yeah. them stronger. Yeah. And on top of that, um, you're going to have different secondary muscles as well as the primary muscles that you're using during each of those movements. So like in the in the case of push-ups, because most people know what that is, mm-hmm. your close grip push-up where your hands are very, very close together is going to be very, very tricep dominant. Like um, in the case of like diamond push-ups. Yeah. The reason why diamond push-ups are kind of, kind of hard compared to a normal push-up is that you are using a lot more muscle just in your arm as opposed to your bodily muscle, like like your your chest, your pecs. 
Um, whereas like your standard, that's going to work both. And then the wider you go in that case, you're going to use more, more chest. Um, and, and there's also like the variation where like maybe you hike up your, your rear end and you're going down this yeah, pike push up where you're working more your shoulders. Um, and then and obviously in the case of handstand pushups yeah. where you're doing a lot of shoulders. But not only are you doing shoulders, but you're also working a hell of a lot on stability as well, core, which is core, something core, 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 core. that calisthenics, I feel, does a very good job of. And I admire, especially because like, I'm from a CrossFit background. I admire um, these these groups that go, we're going to do this, and it's going to secretly make you stronger somewhere else. And yeah. I feel like calisthenics has a very does a very good job of doing this Here's what I'm secretly forcing you to do, yeah. right? Because like handstand push-ups, you're going to use your core. Any type of gymnastics movement on the bar, if you're not going to, if you don't want to like swing around on the bar, you're going to be using your core to stabilize. You're going to yeah. be using your traps to stabilize. You're going to be holding everything together. Yeah. And so, for me, I love calisthenics from that perspective too. Of if you are an individual who finds that it is hard to focus on certain parts of your body and strengthen them. Like you just hate doing like, let's say midline or core. Mm -hmm. Calisthenics is probably a really good program for you because it's going to make you, but secretly. Yeah. But there's also like the very, very hard calisthenic exercises that are just for your core. Yeah. Where, you know, you're doing just on the bar L holds, mm -hmm. whether you'd be doing that on a, you know, a set of parallel bars, dip bars, or just hanging from a bar, which, you know, to an extent that works it a little bit differently, but you're always doing something with your core. And that's why these, these calisthenic guys always look very good. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, because to an extent their muscle isn't over proportioned and most times they tend to look fit. Like, like I would say if I had to go with what the definition of someone who is just generally fit looks like or very fit, they would probably be someone doing calisthenics. Just yeah. because it tends to just – you're working a lot of extra secondary muscles doing a lot of this bodily stabilization, which tends to, I guess, just burn the fat around these muscles. A lot of these guys look really, really good. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this it carries over into CrossFit too. A lot of yeah. upper-level CrossFit athletes are – very good looking <laughs> as far as like their physique yeah. goes but um calisthenics has almost this more lean fit mm -hmm. um aspect while, while crossfit for for us the way that we describe it is you have this kind of hero body right yeah. and the, the the hero body has evolved as we've gotten like further into crossfit because crossfit's a pretty new ideology mm -hmm. and the crossfit games is basically where you find these what we call the fittest on the earth right and so these guys are getting more and more mm -hmm. into like this uh superhero um, body, even the women, but there's still a decent amount of fat. And I would assume that the big reason for this is because when you're doing CrossFit, you still need enough fat to basically soften up the blows that you're taking from this super heavy bar that's going up and back down onto your shoulders. You still want enough fat in order to be able to efficiently like pad and recover from all these different things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're working with calisthenics, especially once you get to doing a lot of bar work, it benefits you the most in order uh, to be a little as light as possible, which is going to incorporate you probably not wanting to have as much fat on your body. And yeah. so these kind of differences are going to create these like visual effects that are kind of subtle sometimes, not very subtle at other times, but it kind of is what it is. But when you're 
worrying so much about your body weight, having the most efficient um, thing in your body moving it, which is your muscles, right? You want your muscles to be as big as possible with your fat being pretty low in order to be able to do pull-ups even better. Yeah. 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 You want the mover to move less total because you want to move more frequently. I mean, it's pretty, from that mindset, I, I romanticize calisthenics a little bit. Like, (laughs) like to be completely honest, like it's almost got like this Zen aura to it. A lot of times where you think about just like getting out there and working out in the, most times in the sun, what, whether it be in the sun, in the cold, anything, it's just your outside and it's just you working out on a set of stationary things. There's no, you're not moving anything else. You're the only thing moving. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, it's almost like this calm, this peace of mind. And uh, was it the end of last school year? Mm-hmm. I did uh, calisthenics for three, three weeks. I want to say three weeks. Um, I just took a break from the gym and just started doing calisthenics. And, and I noticed a lot of growth as far as that go, because it was almost like new newbie newbie gains to an extent in some different way. And uh, when I went back to the gym, I was much, much, much stronger in, okay. a, in a lot of these areas and a lot more um, loose. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're doing squats in the calisthenics style where you're going for depth, sitting, and doing high rep too, your joints are able to catch up. You don't, like, I wasn't hurting anymore in, in my knees. Uh, that was a pretty, pretty big thing, especially at 19. Like you're like, God, I feel, I, I feel old. Like yeah. I feel old, not, not doing like these stretches for depth and whatnot. And it also helped on my mobility. I couldn't really touch my toes. Now I can grab the back of my heels <laughs> like, yeah. and pretty easily. Yeah. So, and I want to go back to that whole, your, your knees were hurting Part. Yeah. Cause I think that that's something that calisthenics frames very well that mm-hmm. people don't realize your knees can't hurt your knees. Th- there's nothing there for your, your knee is just a bone. Basically there, there's nothing there to actually cause pain. What mm-hmm. that is, is that's other musculature around it. That's tight. Mm-hmm. That's other muscular around there. That's my, maybe uh, insufficient for the weight that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's causing the pain. It's like, I fell off of a pull-up bar because I didn't chalk up and I landed on my left side two weeks ago, right? My shoulder, um, right uh, back, I guess right below my shoulder hurts like hell, but there's nothing there but bone. So basically I damaged a bunch of the soft tissue surrounding it. And so when I'm going back to the gym and I'm rolling out my back, I have to roll out my whole back and not just that one spot because there's nothing there to roll out. And it's a very similar principle there. And calisthenics is one of these... um, philosophies that does a very good job at addressing this because you have to use your whole body to do a lot Mm -hmm. of these movements and when they're talking about squats they're talking about these really deep squats which does a very good job of making sure that you are using your whole body in order to do this yeah one thing that i do like about calisthenics that really is like in in weightlifting and being in the gym it's always more weight Mm -hmm. it's always i want that number to be higher but you're just still doing the same movement in calisthenics It's not really how it is. There's a new movement you unlock. It's like a new skill tree. Like it's not just increasing the number. Um, And I'm not trying to like put down on weightlifting because I do weightlift and it's it's very easy or not not easy, but very useful. Um, The thing about calisthenics is there's always some new movement to unlock. And there's this like highest pedestal of new, new movement that you can always get to. Like, um, 
like learning how to do like a planche or a front lever or like the human flag like all these things not only not only is it good for you they are you can do them anywhere and they look cool as fuck i mean like like to be completely honest just see like doing a human flag apparently from what i've heard it's not that high level of a movement or of a position for someone in calisthenics but it looks damn cool like the fact that you can just like hold your body perpendicular or parallel with the ground like just on, you know what a human flag is right yeah so cool it's such a cool and that the front lever i mean just being able to like hold yourself in a flat plane like and, and the planche is the same thing but you're doing it like from a push-up position where literally the only thing keeping you off the ground is your, is your hands. hands i mean like so cool and yeah. like you always have something like that to aspire to and then you get to the point where you can do something like that and then you're doing you know handstand to planche position <laughs> type yeah. stuff on parallettes or something or there's always just something new to add and then there and then there's obviously rep total of that thing so there's a lot more things to tweak and function with on this that make it like if you enjoy a bunch of different variables affecting your workout and you're able to kind of tweak and play with them this is perfect mm -hmm. because you can do so much more and your body weight's going to change and all this stuff because you're you know probably losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time yeah. so and because we're all humans i know that you know one of the questions is like they've heard about You've heard about competitions for these past two episodes. Are there calisthenics competitions? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Now, that's not really the focus that most like calisthenics individuals are, are kind of promoting. Yeah. It's a practice that is a bit more self-centered and improvement-based. Mm -hmm. But there are still plenty of competitions for those who do need that to scratch that right. itch. Um, they seem to be very elite-level competitions, and there seems to not be as much of this kind of yeah. like ground floor um, no, for anyone really. to enter yeah. and participate in. Yeah, not really. Um, in that facet, there's also um, one thing that I also like to throw in with this is parkour. Mm -hmm. I mean, parkour does kind of like you're going to be doing calisthenic type motions like to move yeah. places. And um, parkour is definitely like parkour is interesting. I mean, if you've never watched people do parkour, it's, I, I can watch it for hours. I'm like, that is so cool. And you need to build up a lot of these, like, knowing how to land, which is a big thing in calisthenics. Yeah. Because when you're training to do, like, a handstand, one thing about knowing how to do a handstand is the first part of knowing how to do a handstand is not knowing how to handstand. Yeah. It's knowing how to bail and <laughs> land correctly. Because, you know, it's very easy being upside down yeah. to fall on your head. <laughs> yeah. You need to be able to bail and fail. And, bail. And, and that's a big part in parkour, too. Mm -hmm. And so, to an extent, I kind of think about that as something you can get into if yeah. you're doing calisthenics yep. so which i think is i think it's cool and interesting there's also competitive tag oh yeah oh, I, yes. I love i love watching that crap oh yeah it's really interesting um yeah competitive tag most of those guys in there are parkour people yeah yeah i've uh i've seen some where it's people that i've watched do parkour before yeah because it creates that. kind of this one versus one form of parkour in which you're trying to dodge but you've still got all these gymnastics elements that are um in, in the area that you're playing tag yeah in. and the cool part is like seeing how f 
like easy these people can transition between the use of their legs, hands, mm -hmm. and propel themselves using their hands. Because yeah. you always think about like that person isn't doing a pull up; they are throwing their body with their arms yeah. and then landing and doing something. And it's it's crazy. God, I, I love it. I love watching it. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, as far as calisthenics go, it just offers. It's the cheapest. And it's the most, it's definitely, okay, I don't think it's the most supported of entry level. I feel like there's a minor amount of, like, physical fitness that would really help you mm -hmm. when starting calisthenics. Because otherwise it can't, the one thing about calisthenics, if you start it from an, a completely unfit, unknowing, it can be discouraging. Because it's going to take you a while to reach that first level of you're at the point where you can do reps of push-ups. You can do pull-ups. You can do dips. You can do all this. It's going to take you a while to reach that level. But once you do reach that level, everything's going to open up as if you're like, you're new to it to an extent. Yeah. And from from my experience as a, a CrossFit athlete, I, I have noticed that whenever we do have individuals that come in that have no athletic basis whatsoever, that can't do anything with the bar or anything like that, the the steps are calisthenics it's let's get them into the gym mm -hmm. if you're supposed to be doing a squat and you can't get into even a deep squat we're going to have you squat to a target make that target as high as necessary and right. so then you're you're doing it for however many reps that you can you know if you can't do a full push-up then we'll we like to put you up on an elevated push-up with a box mm -hmm. in order to kind of f the hesitation with doing push-ups from your knees is that when you do a push-up from your knees you don't have to keep your core tight yeah, and I'm not a big fan of knee push-up. Yeah. And so, if you are training f to do push-ups, mm -hmm. you should probably be always maintaining that tight core, yeah. especially if you're wanting to do calisthenics. A tight core is something that you should be training in every movement you do. Yeah, right. If you're planning on doing anything from a bar, you want to be able to have a tight core. You want to have what we call this hollow hold position. Yeah. Um, and all all a push-up is it's a hollow hold, yeah. and then you're going down, and coming up. Um. And then, like, whenever we have them do lunges, if they can't do a full lunge, lunge to a target. And so a lot of these things I, I think are incredibly simple but not obvious right? Um, for people. And so, like, if you can't do something basic, you can find something that's easier. Yeah. And, and when I say basic, I just mean, you know, one of the very simple movements that we talk about, you know, push-up, pull-up, um, squat, what, what we would consider almost this uh, – the base variation, right? There's stuff that's easier than it. Mm -hmm. It's just not usually found in competition. And so usually when you talk about something that's basic in this kind of exercise weightlifting world, we, we talk about the movements that are going to at least start with a competition. And then it'll get more complex as athletes become better. Yeah, very true. Um, I'd say that's pretty much everything, showing yeah. that really calisthenics is both it's entry level and it has everything up to top tier that you could want. Like to an extent, I'd say that it's probably up there as one of the most can have the most advanced skill curve oh. at the upper levels out of any workout regiment routine philosophy of sorts. Um, but with that being said, I'm glad you guys have been here and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.
This production was brought to you by the Uptown Audio and Media Network. If you are interested in more work like this from us, you can find those on our socials, such as Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, which will be listed in the description below. And we thank you for listening.